0: Hello, and welcome to the latest podcast from The Lancet Hematology. I'm Gavin Cleaver, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Jan Beyer, the author of a new paper on superficial vein thrombosis. Dr. Beyer, please will you introduce yourself? My name is Jan Beyer-Westendorf. I'm a consultant um, physician at Dresden University Hospital in Germany, and I'm a specialist in vascular medicine and hemostasis, and I'm also a guest lecturer at King's College in London with the thrombosis team there. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, doctor. Welcome. Please will you tell us a little bit about the background to your new study? Uh, This so-called surprise study is uh, a study in patients with superficial vein thrombosis, which is quite a common uh, disease, and previously it was thought to be a harmless disease, but recent data have shown that those patients are at high risk, um, in the long run, at high risk to develop deep vein thrombosis, pulmonary embolism, or arterial embolic uh, complications. So um, for a subset of patients, um, we know that uh, those patients are at very low risk for complications, and they probably don't need any blood thinning or anticoagulation therapy at all. They can be treated with symptomatic therapy. On the other hand, there is increasing evidence that there is a high-risk population within those patients with superficial vein thrombosis who are at very high risk to develop also potentially dangerous complications, and those are patients that probably need to be treated more intensively. The problem is that um, if you look at current guidelines, there is a um, recommendation to treat all patients with superficial vein thrombosis for 45 days with low doses uh, of perinox, which is an injectable anticoagulant. However, bearing in mind that there are, uh, seems to be low-risk, intermediate or maybe high-risk patients, it is probably not, not reasonable to apply or to recommend the same uh, uh, therapies for all those patients. So the background of our study was basically first to select a subset of patients perceived to be at higher risk, and we did that by defining very strict inclusion criteria, so the patient not only had to have a superficial vein thrombosis, but he had to have additional risk factors increasing his likelihood to uh, get uh, thrombobolic complications. And the second intention of that study was um, to test an oral alternative, which is rivaroxaban, um, one of the novel direct-acting oral anticoagulants, at a prophylactic dose. And we compared that against Fondaparinux, which is, as I said, the recommended standard of care in those patients, with the disadvantage of being an injectable, which patients actually hate. So we tried to look at different patients, which is something different from the studies that were done in the past. And we tried to look at a new um, therapeutic option, which is an oral drug um, instead of an injectable drug. And so, Dr. Bayer, what did your study show? So we included um, 472 patients, uh, which were randomized in the rivaroxaban cord and the fondaparinux cord, 236 Uh, Patients in each arm, and um, those patients had quite um, a risk profile for um, thromboembolic complications. All of them had a superficial vein thrombosis at the thigh, so it's not a distal clot, but a clot at the proximal leg. The mean age of those patients were were 60 years. we had um, nearly 50 percent of patients who had a, a clot, a deep vein thrombosis, a pulmonary embolism, or a superficial vein thrombosis in the past. so high um, percentage of patients with recurrent disease, 10 percent cancer patients. all of those were risk factors um, that uh, predisposed the patients to a high risk um, of complications. And on average, um, the, the mean number of risk factors was 1.7. Um, so these really were high-risk um, patients. That we treated, and all of those patients were treated for 45 days, either with rivaroxaban at a prophylactic dose of 10 milligram. This is the oral drug, or they were treated with fondaparinux, 2.5 uh, milligram once daily. This is the injectable drug. And we, um, the primary efficacy outcome um, was the assessment at the end of treatment at day 45, and we combined superficial vein thrombosis extension, so the clot getting bigger superficial vein thrombosis recurrence, getting a new clot, deep vein thrombosis, pulmonary embolism, or death of any cause. These were the the primary endpoints, and this endpoint, or this was the combination of those, was the the primary efficacy endpoint, and this occurred at a rate of 3.3%. Um, in the rivaroxaban treatment, and 1.8% in the fondaparinux treatment, um, which um, established the non-inferiority of rivaroxaban um, in this treatment, because the um, 95% confidence interval of those findings were clearly overlapping. So we had a p-value for non-inferiority at day 45 of 0.025. We showed that this non-inferiority was achieved in the per-protocol analysis, but also in the intention-to-treat analysis. Following the treatment phase of 45 days, we added an observational period of another 45 days. So the end assessment was performed at day 90. And at that time, the rate of the primary efficacy endpoint was 7.1% in the rivaroxaban-treated patients 6.7% in the fundamental treated patient. And again, those numbers translated into a non-inferiority, which was achieved with a p-value of 0.046 in the per protocol and 0.041 in the intention-to-treat analysis. So we can clearly show that as long as the patient got treated, um, that we had a low rate of thromboembolic complications in both arms at day 45, we had a considerable um, rebound effect um, between end of treatment and day 90. Um, the numbers increased from three to seven percent in rivaroxaban and from two to seven percent in fondaparinux treatment, which to me indicates um, that those high-risk patients we have um, um, studied in our trial probably need to be treated not more intensively because on treatment, those prophylactic doses did the job but those patients might need a longer treatment because of the higher rate of recurrence once the treatment was stopped uh, after day 45. The second question always is regarding safety, and I'm, I'm very happy to say that we did not observe a major bleeding, nor in the rivaroxaban, nor in the fundaparinux uh, treatment, which is very good, and we had very low rates of um, clinically relevant but non-major bleeding according to the ISTH definition. And those rates were 2.5 um, during rivaroxaban therapy and 0.4 um, in the Fondaparinux arm, which is six cases in one treatment, one case in, in the other treatment arm. Very low numbers um, also for non-major but clinically relevant bleeding. So um, both um, treatment options seem to be highly effective and, and very safe um, in, this, in this setting. So looking to the future then, doctor, what do you think are the implications of these findings? I think that's an important question. The major implication for me is that we need probably need to change our our guidelines, which, as I s- um, stated at the beginning, now recommend 45 days of perinux for all patients with superficial vein thrombosis. And our data clearly indicate that we can select by certain um, patient characteristics, at the day of diagnosis, we can select patients at higher um, likelihood for thromboembolic complications, which to me indicates that there is to be a large subset of patients at very low risk of complications who don't need um, treatment at all. So the first um, thing we need to do is define those low-risk patients we don't need to treat because we, we can avoid the inconvenience of the treatment, the risk of a treatment, but also the cost of a treatment. Having said that, our data clearly indicate that there is a subset of patients at higher risk for thromboembolic complications. And some of those patients actually develop deep vein thrombosis, which can potentially cause pulmonary embolism. So if we are able to identify those patients at higher risk for treatment, um, our data show that for these 45 days might be too short. So a prophylactic dose of anticoagulant is sufficient to treat those patients, but uh, to avoid those early recurrences after the end of treatment, probably we need to consider a longer treatment um, beyond day 45, let's say, for three months. The third uh, implication I see from our data is that there is obviously not it doesn't have to be necessarily an injectable anticoagulant because now with the rivaroxaban 10 milligram, as we have demonstrated in our study, we have an effective and safe treatment alternative that gives more convenience to the patient because it's an oral drug, so uh, the patient doesn't have to inject for weeks and weeks. And the second uh, point I'd like to make is in many markets around the world, rivaroxaban is also cheaper than uh, funda um, So this might uh, also be an option that might um, improve the cost-effectiveness um, of uh, superficial vein thrombosis treatment because in the past it was shown that fondaparinux given for 45 days to all comers with superficial vein thrombosis, this is not cost-effective. So we need to improve our therapy, and I think the surprise study results nicely contribute to our understanding about the disease, about the risk profiles, and establishes an oral drug that is highly effective um, and safe and seems um, and offers um, more convenience to the patients while being cheaper compared to funda perinox. Well, a fascinating and important study. Dr. Bayer, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. And thanks to you for listening.